Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Be honest. How many of you heard the alarm go off this morning and think... God, another week at this job that I hate. How am I ever going to get out of there? We spend one third or more of our days at work. Work defines us as people. So when we aren't happy at work, other areas of our life suffer. Yet more than 70% of people working today say they don't feel satisfied with their career choices. My next guest used to be one of these 70%. She spent a lot of of her 20s studying to be a lawyer eventually got a great job at a top law firm, but long hours, huge caseload and feeling uncomfortable in the job, she knew something had to give. She eventually followed her heart and handed in her notice and today she couldn't be further from the girl she was this time last year. Sarah Shannon, corporate lawyer turned yoga teacher and wellness practitioner, joins me now from Monday Motivation. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, good morning, Sinead. Um Lovely to be on. Oh, great, great to have you. Now, I just mentioned there in the opening, you know, so many people will have turned off that alarm this morning and groaned and thought, oh my God, I have to face this day in a job that I absolutely hate and another week and another year and God only knows what else. This was you not that long ago though, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess, like kind of thinking back to what I was like on a Monday, I would have been thinking, okay, just... Let's get this week started so it can get to Friday as soon as possible, you know, and it would be kind of, I'd feel like I'd be setting aside myself um, and kind of anything that I actually enjoyed doing, I'd be kind of putting that back up on the shelf after the weekend and, you know, waiting to take it down again on on Friday evening. Um, So it was a very much just like, oh, here we go again, get through the week Um. And then what happened was I'd be kind of packing everything into the weekend. So I'd actually normally wake up wrecked on a Monday <laughs> with, with a bit of a hangover because I would have, you know, thrown everything into the weekend, been out and about, um, partying, drinking, just trying to find something in the weekend because the week in work was just kind of yes yeah, a bit of a slog yeah yeah and I'd say an awful lot of people will absolutely resonate with what you're saying there particularly what you know going out having fun with friends like you say having one too many and and suffering for it a little bit on Monday morning but take, oh, yeah. take me back though a few years ago what what was it about law that attracted you to this kind of career initially yeah that's a good question um <laughs> I think I think because I'd, I'd done the degree 
in UCD um, and part of me was kind of like, God, I better, I should use my degree. Um, and I didn't go straight into law. Like after the degree, I I went and did journalism for a year um, and it was around that time I did my TV presenting course where I met you tonight. Yes, that's right. I should, yeah. we, should we should mention this, that we did. <laughs> we, we did this. <laughs> we dabbled. In television. In we television. Dabbled. We did, we did. I, yeah, that was a little bit of it. That was definitely a dream of mine. Oh, I think I want to be a news reporter or television presenter. You know, I was kind of that kind of type of thing. And so I suppose I was exploring a bit in that year. Um, after college and then I went away traveling to Australia for a year but when I got back I kind of switched into oh I'd like a job you know lots of my friends had jobs and it was kind of I suppose appealing to being a serious job in in an office um, and I suppose what you don't know <laughs> you know it, it kind of maybe seemed a bit more glamorous than I thought it would be and yeah, I guess part of me, the kind of achievement-driven part of me, you know, was kind of like, I can do this, because um, there were tons of exams, like, waiting. You know, I'd been four years in college, but that was only the beginning of it. It was three more years of yes. exams. Um, but I think it, it kind of drew me in, because it's a very kind of achievement. Okay, get these exams, next exams. So that part of me, I think, was kind of drawn in. And I suppose quite satisfied at the time with that, you know, getting yeah. the exams. So, uh, yeah, I think that was it. And, you know, when you were in the midst of this, then, you know, you're, you're, you get this brilliant job in a corporate law office. And you're very much like, you know, I, it's not even nine to five. It's nine to nine and beyond because you have a crazy workload. You are putting in long hours, particularly when you're working on a, a case that needs to be closed and all that sort of stuff. What, how are you, how, are, how is Sarah at that point? You know, what was life like for you? It was unbalanced, for sure. Um, it was a time when I didn't, I definitely didn't know myself as much. Um, all of those years, I think I wasn't really listening, um, which, is, which is a skill I think you learn, well, I learned kind of later on in my 20s. You know, it's a hard thing to do when you're, early 20s and you don't really know well for me I didn't really know myself um so so yeah it was the imbalance of working long hours during the week um in work that I never really felt was me mm. you know I like I I'd be in the office and I'd work hard and I got on well with everyone I worked with, but it would be times like, you know, when you're in the coffee station on the floor and people would be talking about the transaction that they're working on or the the, the, the deal that was in the Sunday papers, you know, in the business section. Yes. And I'd be just there making my tea, kind of like, eh, I don't have anything to say here mm. because I wouldn't have read the papers. Um, I wouldn't, I didn't have a natural interest in whatever merger or takeover was happening at the time, but that's the area I was working in. Yes. So okay. it's a very, you know, and it's hard because I'm, I was working hard and I wanted to be good, but I was missing that key element that I, I suppose, didn't realize was really important, but that's interest. And if, if you can, passion in what you do, and that just takes you then to the next, the next level. So if, if not having that in law, it was always going to be just pushing a boulder up a hill. And that's that, yeah, Monday morning, starting again, yeah. pushing up the hill. 
and That's not it. really liking or interested in that boulder, if you get me. <laughs> and, you know, it's so it's so appropriate that you call it a boulder as well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, because it's always this struggle. So when did you have that light bulb moment? Can you pinpoint a moment, maybe like that at the coffee station when you realised, I actually don't want this, Sarah, you, ha- you have to actually leave this job? Yeah, I actually, I remember it well. I, I, I'd started towards the end of my kind of six, six years in, in law firms. Towards the end, I'd started to get very much into, into kind of meditation and, and yoga and had begun traveling a lot more on my free time. So this time I was, I was in an ashram in, in India. And I was spending two weeks there. And an ashram is a kind of spiritual space um, where you stay within the walls and you practice yoga, meditation and chanting and all of this. And you, you stay there. And I was there for two weeks take on my annual leave. And I, they had a library there that I, I borrowed all these books. And I remember I was sitting on the grass and I was surrounded by all these books of, you know, kind of mind and body healing and spiritual books and meditation mantra and I was scribbling down notes and this girl I'd become friends with sat down beside me and said wow like you know what do you do back in Dublin and I said I'm a corporate lawyer (laughs) and she just went ah and I just had that moment of you know flying up above into the sky looking down on me surrounded by these books taking notes I'm not even sure why (laughs) (laughs) on my annual leave from my very stressful job and I just realized like this I'm surrounded right now by what I'm interested in why why am I doing this <laughs> okay so that's a really really powerful moment and it's a good way actually of bringing in yoga to the conversation because for you yoga was a savior for you in an awful lot of ways because not only was it an escape from your stressful work environment but it also helped you on your journey of self-discovery which led you to Sarah the yoga teacher that you are today you know yoga was definitely is the the tool I think that helped me to to start listening to myself because yoga forced me to stop and listen you have to you have to get quiet you can't distract yourself when you're on the yoga mat you have to you have to be there in the body in the mind um and so so I gradually began practicing more and more and through the practice I started to listen to myself and you know it's never going to be a voice going oh do this do that but you just begin that kind of silent quiet conversation kind of "Mm, this doesn't make me feel right you know noticing things about myself like you know that experience in the in the coffee coffee dock you know noticing okay this is not this is how i'm feeling so yoga forced me to stop and listen rather than this running through the week work 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 friday evening out on the lash, Monday and nonstop. So this yoga practice that I introduced during the day was this kind of stop and listen time, and it was the the tool. And and I because I think we all get these opportunities, um, and it's often in chaos. You know, it's kind of when you get these opportunities to stop and listen, and sometimes it can be like you know losing a job or end of a relationship um any any kind of chaos sometimes can be these moments where we get to stop 
and listen and kind of go, okay, what, 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 what is my, what, what's my heart saying? What, what, what do I want? And, um, yeah, yoga, yoga was, was, was that tool for me. And, you know, very much this gave you the the courage, I suppose, in a lot of ways, because I just think this is incredibly brave. You're in this, you know, very, very well paid job. You know, you're you're successful at it, but you make this bold move. You hand in your notice and there's no plan as such in terms of a career afterwards. But what did it feel like to hand in the notice and walk out those doors and know you were never going to go back in there? That exact moment felt unbelievably freeing and exciting and um, ah, the world just opening up to me but there was a lot of work before that moment the, the, the tough times were kind of the six months before and to be honest the years before leave, leading up to that moment where I felt okay I can do this um, and like because I, I think it started it started after that that trip in India that I'd had that kind of light bulb moment and I remember coming back and I was in work that on that Monday I was in work I was in the office that night till 10 o'clock in the evening because I got pulled into a transaction that was closing on the Friday and I remember just being um, you know I'd arrived into work kind of floating kind of zen like feeling all healthy and great and at 10 o'clock that evening, I looked in the mirror and I just remember my, the, all the colour drained from my face. Um, my eyes were all bloodshot. I had a little flicker in my eye, I remember. And I was hungry and I was stressed and in a bad mood. Yeah. And it was that moment I thought, OK, I need to, I need to change this. But of course that didn't happen like the next day mm. it took months it took months to actually build up that strength that courage to to kind of go this isn't working for me and I need to change it and it's terrifying at the beginning because you're kind of going what will I do I was 33 um and the thought you know with the kind of with the idea of toying with the idea of like saving for a mortgage settling down and the idea of starting again and then that a voice in your mind as well saying you know you've, you've studied how many years for this and you really want to start again do you want yeah. to go back to college do you want to do a course so so the conversation had begun kind of with myself back in the, 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 the six months prior to that stage and then it's the kind of who you know talking to people and my parents were really supportive and my great conversations with them, you know, uh, lots of them in the months kind of after that moment in India. And gradually, you know, building up, okay, and then this idea, coming up with ideas of what I could do. Did a lot of work um, journaling and, you know, trying to, like, writing in the middle of the page my ideal job or the strengths I have, trying to focus on the positive things. Um, uh, and was doing a lot of that work, a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation to help me. So coming up to that spot when I'd handed in my notice, still no idea what I wanted to do, even all that writing and journaling and chatting, I still was <laughs> very lost. But I had some ideas, and the handing in the notice, it's done. You no know, going back in a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. No going back in so many ways. And then, surprisingly, the kind of support you get 
from your fellow workers. Like in the law firm, I thought they'd all be kind of going, Jesus, she's mad. You know, mm. like, where, what does she Where does she think she's off to? People really understand. And, you know, people share stories about how, you know, they had those moments or still have those moments, you know, much later in their career. Um, people share stories. And you, you begin to realize, God, I'm not, I'm not the only one. So but by the time I was leaving, I had this, this kind of faith and excitement. And I, I remember, I remember just my, my mantra, my idea for when I was heading off. Um, I love, I love Bob Marley and everything he says. <laughs> so I'd written <laughs> down a quote of his. Um, in big letters and this was kind of what I was going in search for and the quote was live the life you love love the life you live and that just appealed to me so much I was like I love life I love you know why can't I expand that love into everything I do you're very much a person that is now living their best life you know you you treat every day like that there's something new to be enjoyed and discovered and that's you know down to what you're doing now and that's down to all of the work that you've described to get you through this moment but you know if I was to go back to stressed out Sarah corporate solicitor Sarah who's under so much pressure she's so unhappy now you can go back to her but you can't change anything about what's happening to her all you can do is impart some advice to her or some words of wisdom about what life is like now so how would you prepare her and what would you say to her I would say to solicitor Sarah (laughs) I would say don't be afraid to say this isn't working for you um and and not even to anyone else but don't be afraid to say to yourself this is not working for me once i said that to myself the rest just began to began to flow that's that's brilliant and you know for for uh People like yourself who I know embrace the day every day, you always, I find, have a great morning routine. Can you tell us about your morning routine and what you do to, to kickstart the day? Yeah, so my morning routine um, starts the night before and I put my phone on airplane mode um, and I, I keep it on, on airplane mode. I get up at seven and I come straight down and sit down on my meditation pillow but for, for for anyone who's listening and maybe wants to try this any cushion is fine <laughs> and I sit and I I light I light candles I light three candles um, and setting intentions for the different parts of my life that I'm working on and then I set a timer on my phone that's still on airplane mode and I set it for 15 minutes and I sit and I I meditate and meditation can sound like quite a lofty word for anyone who hasn't tried it but it's just sitting and observing my breath watching the thoughts come in watching them go out and just not latching onto them not trying to examine them and I, I sit like that for 15 minutes and that starts that's the beginning of my day um, and it's such a special kind of sacred time to yourself before the whatsapps come in before who liked what and what stories on instagram it's special time for yourself and to set for me to set the dial to you know, gratitude appreciation and 
a moment of calmness at the start of my day. So it's it's something that I, I always do. I've done for a good while and I think it will always be my number one thing to do every morning. I love that. And I, I yeah, I can even visualise you sitting there as well. You know, Sarah, it's been just wonderful and eye-opening to have you on the show talking about your journey, you know, that it's leading to from, from practising law to practising yoga. I wish you the very, very best in the rest of your life as a yoga teacher or who knows what's going to come down the line for you. But uh, for now, thank you so, so much for being our Monday Motivation today. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 